0: Welcome everybody to Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around. Berg! Not sure where you ended up? Spin it around. Find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. You know, we're not pastors. We're just regular guys each on our own spiritual journey, meeting daily challenges just like you are out there and that's why we're here and we're on this no church answers tour and glad that you joined us and our no church answers 30 minute video show can be streamed from our man up spiritual oasis youtube page subscribe and hit the like button and leave a comment and preach the word tv broadcast the shows saturdays on wyga in atlanta if you happen to be there and our podcasts are available on apple podcast spotify or wherever you get your podcasts so Please rate the podcast and leave a review. And uh, before I jump into this particular uh, show, I just want to give some props out to our producer, Mr. Steve Titch. We completed 26 shows, our commitment, the writing staff, but most importantly, our producer, Steve Titch. We need to give him a big round of applause. Steve, very nice. Thank you, Steve. Our man, our man. And obviously, he is here. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to introduce the group at this point in time. I'm going to start with he is a former world-class policy writer. He's a current professional gambler. He's the show producer extraordinaire. That's the one and only Mr. Steve Titch. Hey, Yo. Steve. Yo, and he is a former prosecutor, but he's an attorney. We kind of call him the group historian. He's the judge. He's in the Hawaiian shirt tonight. It's Michael Cropper.
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: And a big deal in talent development, which is a commercial turn for industrial teacher. And uh, he's kind of the group theologian. We call him the professor. Robert Koshu is here. Hey, Robert. And my name is Bill Cox. I'm basically an indie writer, filmmaker, and a contractor, and just burnt to a crisp today after working in the heat. Man, it's hot here in Texas. I'm telling you. Uh, Not the heat, is the humidity. Oh, <laughs> dude, dude, it's both. It is both. I'm telling you, uh, I've drank so much water. I, I swear, it, it just as soon as I drink it, it comes right out my pores. So, uh, and with this, this is one of those kind of a little bit difficult uh, parables. And I wonder, I'm i just going to go ahead and throw it out to Mr. Steve Titch to oh, give the um, overview.
2: Well, we, we eat difficult for breakfast.
0: Uh, <laughs> we live for difficult. But, uh,
2: but yeah, even, even this one. A, this, this past year, I guess there's been a lot about The Godfather because it was its 50th anniversary of, of its release. And uh, why do we like that? movie so much even even christians like it it even though yes the 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 characters are definitely not people we would we would emulate or want to be like but we are drawn to them and one of the reasons is that they are shrewd in fact it's you know the, we're rooting for the shrewdest gangsters to beat the not so shrewd gangsters Come and on. and we think of we think of some lines that came out of that movie that well, one reason is that even though these are gangsters and unsavory characters, we can't help but say, you know, some of these li- some of these things are are kind of true. Here are some famous ones, of course: keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Never tell anyone outside the family what you're thinking. Never take sides against the family again, ever. <laughs> not it's not personal; it's strictly business. And of course, I'll make him an offer he can't refuse, and so. That's how I'm beginning this because this is a very strange parable. Uh we we don't really hear it preached on and it's difficult because n- n- the two main characters really don't exhibit necessarily the kind of values you'd expect to call Christian values. So I'm going to leave it at that. Michael Cropper.
3: Yeah, folks, uh Steve's beating Aww. around the bush. The two main characters are scum. <laughs> oh, nice.
0: And that's from the attorney. You'll that's recognize a the day. parable
3: when Bill reads it. It's a long parable, but <laughs> folks, you've all heard it. So it's very interesting. But uh, anyway, most of you will remember the Star Wars movie with Han Solo, <laughs> Luke Skywalker, <laughs> Princess Leia, and Chewbacca. <laughs> in, in number six title, The Return of the Jedi, Han Solo is frozen in carbonite as a prisoner in the fortress of Jabba the Hutt. C-3PO and R2-D2 have been given to Jabba Hutt as a gift from Luke Skywalker, who hopes to work a deal with Jabba to get or set Han Solo free. After the show begins, Jabba the Hutt enjoys some singers, dancers, and music at his fortress. A bounty hunter brings in Chewbacca because Jabba has offered a reward for him. Well, cp 3 po is called to translate the conversation between Jabba the Hutt and the bounty hunter. And Jabba offers a bounty hunter $25,000 for Chewbacca. And the bounty hunter says, I want $50,000 and not a penny less. Well, Jabba is infuriated. And he asks, why should I pay you more than $25,000? The bounty hunter produces a little round silver orb. And he <laughs> pushes a button to make it flash. And he states, because I have this, <laughs> and C-3PO yells, "He's holding a thermal detonator," <laughs> and everybody hits the floor. Everybody hits the ground. In other words, everybody's going to die if the bounty hunter does not get his fifty thousand dollars. So everybody hits the ground, ducks for cover. it. after a period of deathly silence, Jabba begins to laugh, and he say, he snorts, "The bounty hunter is my kind of scum." <laughs> Fearless and inventive, and he proceeds to offer the bounty hunter $35,000. He's up $10,000 more for Chewbacca, and the bounty hunter eventually accepts the offer. Well, in today's podcast, we <laughs> examine a parable of a landowner who learns that his business manner has been wasting his property and probably embezzling funds. We're not given the, quite the description of what happened, but the manor, manager is fired, but before he leaves... He gives away more of the owner's property in exchange for job opportunities, right? With other people who owe the landowner more money. So he's still in And the landowner, like Job of the Hut, observes that the manager has acted shrewdly and spent more of his money to protect his own future. And he commends the manager. He says, You're my kind of scum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bill.
0: Excellent, uh, Professor.
1: You know, I Steve read the read the quotes, and the only one I could think of is the old Klingon quote: "The enemy of my enemy is my friend." Mm -hmm. And you know, only on a Man Up Mm -hmm. podcast are you going to get the Godfather, Star Wars, (laughs) and Star Trek in one (laughs) episode. I'm just saying. That's right. That's (laughs) Um, right. But what I have always found interesting about this parable is the linguistic and theoretical. In philosophical machinations, people will use to try to explain it. <laughs> you know, it, it yeah. it's well, the landowner was probably charging more interest than he should, so yeah. that's why he probably his it, fault. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know, right. it, 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 it doesn't say that. <laughs> it doesn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere in the story. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even imply that. Um, honestly. There are times that I I think, and when you hear Bill read the Scripture, you'll catch it. The, Mike likes to say Jesus liked to tweak the Pharisees. I think this was one of the—this one wasn't for anybody but the Pharisees, and it's because of one verse that's in there that Bill will read. I think this was really just to kind of poke at them a little bit because again yeah oh yeah well i I think this was probably his most overt poking at them you know except for when he called them a brood of vipers you know that that probably didn't go over well but I, i just really think that he this was it because i think that there are some true lessons within it particularly if you if you do try to take it as the landowner's god the money lenders are us, you know that that we're called to do some forgiveness in life as we go through things. I, I think maybe that's an approach. I think this is going to be interesting. I, I'm actually looking more forward to the case studies we're going to talk about at the end because there's some uh, interesting things, and I'll probably put a few corporate things in here just because. <laughs> You know, (laughs) ran across my code of conduct and realized I needed to develop training on it today, so.
0: (laughs) Excellent. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture. This is Luke 16, 1 through 18. Jesus told his disciples, there was a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. So he called him in, asked him, what is this I hear about you? Give an account of your management because you cannot be manager any longer. The manager said to himself, What shall I do now? My master is taking away my job. I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. Hmm. I know what I'll do so that when I lose my job, people will welcome me into their houses. So he called in each one of his master's debtors. He asked the first, How much do you owe my master? 900 gallons of olive oil, he replied. The manager told him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it 450. Then he asked the second, How much do you owe? A thousand bushels of wheat, he replied. He told him, Take your bill and make it eight hundred. The master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the people of the light. I tell you, use wealth, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourself, so when that when it is gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will you trust with true riches? And yet if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The Pharisees who loved money heard all this and were sneering at Jesus. He said to them, you are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your heart. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. I just wanted to. Uh, uh, I I work as a contractor. I was raised on a farm, and I just want to let you know my dad's mechanic was a murderer, and uh, and he dealt with them, and and I'll tell you how he, how it happened. Uh, they were a poor farm family, had like seven, eight kids. I'll say his name is Louis because it's, his name is Louis, <coughs> and uh, they had. Uh, uh, they did a vegetable stand, and they had pumpkins one year. And somebody came and stole pumpkins. And Louie ran out with his gun, and he said he fired in the air. And if he did, it was a miracle shot because it came right down, and it killed the kid who was 17 years old in the back of the truck. Now, my dad went to court. And was a character witness for Louis. Louis only got only he got five years in prison on weekends. He had a regular job. He was my dad's mechanic working on our farm equipment on weekends. People came up to my dad, incensed that he would defend a murderer. And my dad looked him in the eye, and I was with him one time. he said, "So." He makes a mistake, and you want his whole family to starve. My dad and a couple of his buddies they farmed Louis's small farm for those five years wow. while Louis was gone, and he never, never backed down from from it. backing up yeah. Louis and it was, a, it was a huge ordeal in my small town like how could this guy do it and you know and the thing about it is in life we cannot shy away from that kind of stuff we're guys, we're men, it's going to happen around us, you got to be engaged and that way when I, when I saw this and when the producers I immediately thought of that story because my dad was, was a good guy but he would deal with scumbags, and it's, and Louis wasn't a scumbag. Louis was just a guy that just got caught up.
3: He got just got caught up. Got in, angry, didn't he? Caught up yep. in the
0: moment, absolutely. The moment. You yep. know, but you have to deal with people in this life. Just by by avoiding them, you're not changing them. You're not helping them. You you you're, you might be, even be pushing them off into their own kind. Whereas I know for a fact Louis till the end of his life cherished the relationship that he had with my dad yeah, an interesting so, story because he did go to jail over. let's just go to the case
2: studies he goes to jail ga- I mean he did go to jail so he, he five, was five years, he was please. he was incarcerated for that so he did not get off scot-free but I'm surprised since you were in a farming community he was firing at someone who was literally taking his livelihood
0: yeah, but in well, that's well, in Texas. Hassle. That's what it's they would have said. I know. I mean, he was, was He was right at
2: now. a farm stand. It wasn't yeah. his house. That I yeah. understand. No, it was in front of his house. That's why, he, he, got, of, that's that's why, why he only That's why got house. five years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was so, in front of his house. So, so in some ways, it was not. I, I think your father was a was a good man. I think it was a Christian man. He wasn't there saying the guy got a raw deal. He said, no. the guy is dealing with the consequences of his actions. How can I help his family? And so there. that's, that's counterculture, man. Yeah. That's counterculture. That's well, well, well let, I, I, I like where Bill went with this kind of at the end
1: where he was talking. And I, and I think maybe this is a good lesson for this. Mm-hmm. We have to deal with the world. And we have to deal with people yep. mm-hmm. who, you know, quite honestly, aren't always the best, who aren't going to treat us fairly, mm-hmm. who quite honestly, in today's world, and, and I don't think this is about that, but in today's world, if you broadcast you're a Christian, you you very much stand to have problems. Just this past week, there were some race players that decided because of their faith they didn't want to wear the pride patch mm-hmm. on their uniform. Said, I'm not doing that. They said, I'm not, I'm not I'm not I don't want to kill the gays. I don't want to do anything bad against gays, but I'm not going to wear that patch on my uniform. And oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's just and you have to be able to interact with the world. And if but if you start drawing lines, you're going to quickly kind of come into conflict with the world. And even more than that if you make decisions at your job, let's just say you make a decision at your job that says, hey, I'm not going to do this because it's really against our company policy. Mm-hmm. Oh, it doesn't matter. We, we got to get this thing done. Just do it. It's against our policy. Mm-hmm. I don't care. We have to get this done or we're going to lose millions of dollars. Close your eyes. Sign the paperwork. Do it. Do, just do, Get it done. You know, and that is a, that's a legit discussion that's going on in the world right now. You know, you've got what, what I, and, and we've talked about this before is, is what spin and what is not. Mm-hmm. And I saw it again this week. I, I read a T te- I read a teacher's resume who on LinkedIn, she was putting it out there and this is my resume. What do you think? And I read it. And if you read her resume, she had never worked in corporate mm-hmm. America. But if you read her resume, you thought she had been an instructional designer for mm-hmm. 15 years writing mm-hmm. e-learnings and leadership courses and ran a whole training department of 40 people. Right? And in reality, yeah. all she had done was been a school teacher at third a 3-year-old, a third grade. So, but uh,
2: so, well, I mean that's well the question I think is how much how much shrewdness I think I do we as Christians, should we have? Um, how much is, how, you know, is, is it, it, it's kind of thing, the kind of thing is the, the, the world operates a certain way. Yep. And, and how much of it do we have to accommodate uh, simply, simply to get, I mean, simply to be ourselves, mm-hmm. even to advance the kingdom. Do we, you know, and, and 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 we go through all these things. That, and and the, the key word in this parable is shrewdness. They call it the the parable of the shrewd manager. But it's difficult because the shrewd manager is going to be out of his job. Mm-hmm. And and, and right that's before. what I want to go. That's what I want to go to take take yeah. it back to where you started, Robert. Yeah, Robert. Forget In, in that, in that, yeah. Who's <laughs> the who's the you in this? When 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 uh, Jesus says, whoever can. Um, whoever can be trusted with very little can, can, all, can also be trusted with very much and whomever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much so if you if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth who will trust you with true riches who is he talking to now you say it's the Pharisees but then I, then in this parable I think it's is, everybody who is the, is the master here's, and is the master really God in this? Is the manager—who who do you
1: think these how, how stand for and why? And, and I'm, I'm kind of thinking of this. Okay, that's what— How, I'm, how about this? As, as I'm, I'm kind of percolating on this mm-hmm. as we talk it well, through. Real quick, that's how the come he's using yeah.
3: a crook to, to, yes! to define shrewd? Shrewd mm-hmm. is an unusually clever, scheming, aware, and hard-headed acumen person, <laughs> business wisdom, and everything. We all know what shrewd is. Shrewd means they're very intelligent, they're cunning. It doesn't mean they're dishonest and well, stealing and embezzling. That's why the great what the key to
2: understanding this, yes. this parable is the definition of shrewdness. Yes. Can you be Shrewd and discerning—is it another word for yes. discerning? I, I, I now agree. we've talked about. Shrewd, shrewd, shrewd. I want to get back to my question. Shrewd is why. Yes. Sorry, shrewd is why. So, so, but we, it has a negative connotation. Right. Oh, that was yeah. that was our shrewd move because you really thought it. And see, and, it, and there's always a kind of an implication of well, personal it, gain right. there. Right. Steve, yeah. Stephen,
1: mm-hmm. think about it from a poker
2: perspective. <laughs> ah, yes. Yes. It's yeah. a
1: bluff. Well, yes. Yes. In a bluff. If you're playing it right, if you're playing a bluff right, you are being a shrewd poker you are, player. You
2: are yes, and yeah, you are you are trying to he's yeah it. <laughs> you are lying. You are right. definitely a you are you are. But you're, you're doing it in the context something. of your. You're doing it in an approved context. Yes, of your it's like, so, well. all this you know you can argue diplomacy, but but, but so, no. But if you th- expand th- that, th- diplomacy yep. is shrewdness. Yep. Negotiation is shrewdness. How far do you take? You, you talk about the, the teacher illustration yeah, you just gave. Is that, that, is, is that a, a sinful
1: shrewdness <laughs> or is that a, a... I think that becomes sinful. What if the parable is... So what was Harry Truman's statement?
2: The buck stops here.
1: Right. right. Okay. Yep. That's the one I wanted. Uh-huh. The buck stops here. Uh-huh. What if the parable is about neither one is really being commended for being shrewd. The parable is, because the end of it, Jesus said, whoever is, is trusted with much, whoever can be trusted with little can be trusted with much. Mm-hmm. Maybe the answer is the manager is really doing what a lot of people will think he's doing. And there's some, there's some legitimate interpretations, actually, that mm-hmm. say that, that this was the guy giving up interest that mm-hmm. the guy really shouldn't have gotten. Mm-hmm. You know, so in other words, instead of nine hundred barrels of olive oil that the guy loaned out and what you owed him, you really only owed the four hundred barrels. The, mm-hmm. There is some legitimate interpretations mm-hmm. of that. But it's not there. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. No, <laughs> I, agree. Mean, I agree, agree. I agree. And you were and, and this and this may be another one, message it, that they want it's to It's lost see. too much mm-hmm. to us in our culture and understanding.
2: But yeah. but where?
1: But uh, is okay. it is it really He's being wise in doing that, showing he can be trusted with little. But the manager is being shown that he can be trusted with, not be trusted with much. But or is it neither one can be trusted, and so it's really all aimed totally at the. Well, Pharisee. well, there's and this I'm, example. I'm asking okay. questions. Can I ask? Th- yeah, yeah. yeah, go ahead. There's yeah. this
2: example given that this is where things get weird because the the again the the. The reason the manager's doing this is because he wants. He's hoping for yep. something in return. He's yes, yes. someday I will approach for you for a favor. <laughs> <And it laughs> will never come, but I'll ask you for a favor. <laughs> he's yes. going to ask her, and this is going to come very much sooner. This, this because is very much a quid pro, pro quo and, and that's kind of what we're to, kind of that, That's not implied in the parable. That's understood that he's he's going to mm-hmm. he's going to discount their loans, and then you know when he's got his just nothing but the sack on his back. And he knocks on the door. The guy's going to remember, yeah, you, 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 you knocked off 450 barrels or uh, 20, uh, 20 um, bushels or whatever. Yeah, what whatever it was, and yeah. so, yeah, I'll give you a couple of nights on the couch. And so, right. and, but, and then, but Jesus seems to commend that some way because he says, um, I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves. So that when you're gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. So he seems to be saying that the shrewd manager, Mm -hmm. by by basically using his master's accounts... um, and, and that aspect doesn't seem. You can argue that it was that aspect dishonest, or did he have the power to do that? How much? How much authority did he have? The right to do that? It's never quite explained. But at the beginning, we're told he wasn't a great manager. He either. He either well, was. Well, the he, beginning he was corrupt. The he was, manager had a report that he was corrupt. It
1: mm-hmm. doesn't say he was. No, it, no, the boss, the boss no, he says,
2: says. He said the rich man was was accused of wasting his p- accused, possessions accused, and and, yeah. okay. and wasting. And you can read that again. If you want to in- go with that that wild interpretation, you can say, well, he wasted it. He could have wasted it because he was investing. You know, badly. You know, we've had, we have bad <laughs> funds managers out there. Okay, <laughs> yes. um, or he but could. Yes, he, I'm there, aware of that. There's not necessarily <laughs> any. I mean, the assumption is there's an intent. Nonetheless, I'm, I'm I digress. I want to get back to this whole idea. Is is anybody doing anything commendable in this? And 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 is Jesus pointing to anything good well, in this? Well, think
0: about this, uh, and we're getting ready to go to a break. But <laughs> yeah. I, j- j- <laughs> just think about this. Maybe he extended credit mm-hmm. to these people, okay? Mm-hmm. And the so what he was doing, the, the manager okay. extended okay. the credit. Mm-hmm. And so he was cleaning up the books, and And the thing about it is he got half of one, and he got 80% mm-hmm. of the other, mm-hmm. and the sense of urgency is this, hey, fellas, I'm losing this job tomorrow. You pay today, you get that discount. You pay mm-hmm. tomorrow, you're on the hook for the whole amount. And so... So you think about that, and as the owner, and you're thinking, well, I'm firing this guy because he's way too lax on credit, was a terrible manager, whatever. But he comes in, and he brings in the books, and he gets gets his accounts closed. And okay, he didn't get the full amount. I totally get it. But he got them closed, and that is not a bad thing. So, and Did he give up his
1: salary? Because that's the other thing is... Is it a tax collector type situation where the the tax collectors, Rome said, get 5%. Mm -hmm. The tax collectors Mm -hmm. did 10%. I'm making numbers up. So they could make a living off that 5%. (laughs) And then some tax collectors went 20%. So, and back to Bill.
0: And we're going to go ahead and take our first break. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Bill Cox, director of MANA Spiritual Oasis for Men. We hope you enjoy our show as much as we enjoy doing it. But our ministry needs your support if we are to continue to bring our TV show, our podcast, our live shows to men seeking spiritual refreshment. For as little as $5 a month, you can become a patron of Man Up Spiritual Oasis. Get more details at our page on patreon.com. If you would like to support us directly, You can make a contribution through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org. All contributions are tax-deductible. We're not pastors, just regular guys, so whether you're successful or struggling, we hope to bring you the good news of God's saving grace as we share our own spiritual journeys. Please consider supporting Man Up and No Church Answers today. And welcome back, everybody. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. And we are talking about, uh, from Luke, who do you trust? And I'm going to go ahead and continue on and uh, go back to the professor. Yeah.
3: Uh, a couple comments. Yeah, go, 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 Mike. Go, you guys are making good points. Uh, I'm thinking here, burden the hand is worth two in the bush, Right. Yep, there's things. It's better to have fifty percent of the money than none of it, right, Bill? If they do it right away, especially in contract, you would know that. But one of the points, one of the points, the author of our lesson, by the way, folks, we're doing it. If 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 we didn't say it earlier, it's lesson eleven, out of the uh, Connect Three Hundred and Sixty Series Parables of Christ, and and one of the things he says is is he says "Global, global Christians are the ones who keep. Things alive, he says. Uh, he say they get screwed, but he doesn't use that word. <laughs> <laughs> he says we're gullible and we get taken many times. We get scammed many times. So you could also look at from the other point, from the uh, from the manager's point. And I, I was thinking about this. I thought, uh, I, by the way, I have been scammed before. <laughs> not a great deal of money, but anytime you get scammed, it makes you really mad. Well, remember not to bring the, Remember, Bill, a few
2: years ago, got that yes. Christmas guy.
0: I did. Called, I did called him and,
2: and And told you to buy some
3: gift cards. And so and I did. So, yeah. but, no, so, yeah, well, I knew it a, was a church thing. He, he played, oh, it was a church thing, yes. Okay. I have a pretty new house, folks. In the back of it, somebody apparently shot bleach on there to clean the <laughs> <laughs> clean the back wall off. And folks, you, if you're going to clean your your outside of your house, especially wood or, or the uh, newest siding, you use a mixture of some bleach with a lot of water. You don't shoot bleach on there.
2: You get I, wall you Yes, yes. Well,
3: somebody, <laughs> it look, you look at my paint, there's white blotches all over it. So, so anyway, so I called uh, my daughter and had a painter, a good painter, do some work for her and done, did a great job. And uh, he doesn't do it anymore, but he recommended another guy. And he says, use this guy, uh, Elliot Johnson. I won't use any names. Anyway, but, but he came over, and he gave me a bit on the job, and I liked it, and I liked him. He was a very personable guy. It turns out he was a Christian, but but he gave me, I said, I want a piece of paper saying what you're going to do it for, and he says, I need half the money up front. I says, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a third of the money up front, and when you do part of it, I'll give you another third, and then the, the, the third third. But anyway, so folks he's going a go and going. we walk out to his car first of all he doesn't have a driver's license <laughs> he's, yes Robert doesn't have a driver's license he shows me a military ID uh, and, and, and I took a photo of it with my phone then we walked out to his truck he didn't have license plate on his truck and I'm starting to get nervous right guys and he's wonderful likable lovable guy so so uh, uh, I, I let him drive off and then I called and, and stopped the check Wow. <laughs> and and uh, because I got this, I said I was scammed. Actually, my boss I was working for paid out eight hundred dollars. This is in nineteen seventy-eight. Eight hundred dollars oh, to a guy a, to be cla- that's significant yes. dollars in today's number. Yes, and, and and the guy was a scammer. Anyway, so I remember that very prevalently. So so this guy, I canceled a check on him. Then he called up and says, Mr. Cropper, I really am right. I'll send you some references and, and some more information. And he sent me some paperwork showing his DBA. And then he had a lady call me and says he just did some work for me. It was wonderful, everything. So I ended up going ahead and hiring him, and he did a great job. Very pleased with it. But, but he, to what I'm getting at, folks, is we're to be wise as serpents. Okay, and coming back mm-hmm. to this lesson where we have two apparently very uh, – very dishonest mm-hmm. folks we're to be wise and not let that get taken to us from the other end of the parable we're watching and mm-hmm. we're observing this parable and we're to think. And Bill you know that and what Well, you do, here,
0: write, he, here's me. the thing um, if you expect once you get scammed if you expect to never get scammed again that means you're going to lock yourself in your house and you're not going to go or do anything now you need to learn chances. you need to learn from it and then move on, but see that's the problem that that most people have. They don't learn from it and and realize. Yeah, I mean, and, and Steve brought up that thing, and thank you for bringing up the fact that I got scammed a couple of Christmases ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a church. It was They're, kind of like a church internet, uh, internet scammed, scam. Yeah, and. Uh, um, and, and of course, my wife reminds me about it. Basically, every Christmas that it comes up, don't get scammed. Only every, only every <laughs> Christmas. Yeah, okay. don't That's, don't get scammed. She, she's she's like you too easy. That down. Okay. But but the thing but the thing about it is, if I would always focus on the scam, I would not be open to other opportunities mm-hmm. to help people that legitimately either want to change. or or are trying something new or trying to get over a hurdle, if i constantly looking for the scam angle, I will never be an asset to anybody. And as a matter of fact, I'll make myself miserable trying to look at the scam angle as opposed with being a part of the machine and let's just keep rolling.
1: I I think that's being shrewd. To to be willing to see other opportunities. I, I... this is one of those. I ain't got any idea.
2: Well,
1: hey, I, I, you I, know, I, this I, is. I, as <laughs> I said, you know,
2: I don't know if it's. You know, they even the, the the author puts it out. well, Christians have this reputation for being gullible? Maybe, maybe it's true. I I don't know. I have never taken a a measurement, but certainly certainly, you know, the 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 people who got Bill cloaked themselves in. Church virtue and yeah. but you what I'm getting at is high, that you know, do you really are is, are that, is that a ba- is that reputation are, are that Christians gullible? I, I would it, would it be is that the worst reputation you could have? Can I you know I'd be, rather I'd, I'd rather be you know known as gullible than known as a liar, known as a hypocrite, not having a reputation the, yeah, or for or a, a for one? a yeah, for absolutely. a for a you know or being dishonest. I mean, oh, so the guy the guy's gonna get taken every once in a while. It's I mean, obviously, you don't want you. you 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 definitely want to step in and help the guy if he's really that bad. But but in some ways we're I mean, this is this is the balance. This is why we're gonna go do this next in the next segment. Um, is it you know, how how do we how do we balance that sharp as serpents but innocent as doves? Well, in let, in, in, you know, in let, as let, we navigate the real world as church people, yeah. Let,
1: let me address if Christians are gullible, mm-hmm. and 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 part of the reason why I think this can be aimed at the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use three names. The first two are linked: Jim and Tammy Fe Baker, Mark Driscoll.
3: A lot or, more than that. Or, oh, <laughs> and there are a lot, a lot more, more than, than that. that I, out there. I just I'm
1: using those because. Jim and Tammy Faye, everybody knows that story. Everybody knows that. You know, and Mark Driscoll is the Mars Hill Church Mm -hmm. who is basically doing the exact same thing in Arizona. Mm -hmm. If you are in Phoenix, Arizona, do not darken the doors to his Mm -hmm. church. If you're a member of his church, go listen to the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill podcast. Um, So that's part of the reason, because you notice at the end of this, the Pharisees... And the word they're used there is sneer at Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so that is like something landed there. Oh, obviously. it it it's not just well you shouldn't have said that. They they were screaming and yelling and probably cussing him out in a Jewish way, you know, <sighs> that they were allowed to do and all of that. Because yeah, I, I think something landed there. I think they were more concerned with their power and their money than anything else. Whereas Maybe you could take it as a you know, and I'm I'm not trying to read too much into it, but maybe it's a way to treat your employee instead of hey I had to report you're bad you're fired because it just says he was accused it does not say he was doing it mm-hmm. that that is very obvious maybe it's a piece where you need to look at your employee and say anytime I'm I'm looking at a bad employee there's only three options for him he he needs better training that's easily fixable. He's in the right, he's in the wrong job. It's just a bad job fit for the person. And if it is, find him somewhere, get him out of there as quick as possible. Or number 3, he's just a total screw up. But a lot of times managers go to they're a total screw up, get rid of him without looking at the other two options. And that's something, you know, that's a shrewdness.
0: And we're going to go look at some options when we return from the break. This is man up. And taking our second break. We'll be right back and welcome back everybody the man up spiritual oasis for men we're carrying on that tradition of no church answers and we uh are going to do some case studies
2: let me set let me set it Ooh, okay, up so yeah, here, let let me know, set
0: it up here. We, we've been talking about
2: gullibility and shrewdness uh-huh. and balancing that and uh, we're, we're calling this i'm calling this the ga- a, a gadfly in the congregation Cause there's always one of these guys, and this is our the guy who's is kind of the guy who doesn't want to get burned and he's always suspicious. In fact yeah. most of the congregation <laughs> thinks uh he I I can't believe he's a Christian. He's he's paranoid, he's he's misanthropic. Uh now the pastor when he hears these uh kind of rolls his eyes and says, Well, discernment is a spiritual gift and Last year, he did save the church a whole lot of money and embarrassment by, by uncovering that, that guys who are here with that Holy Land Charter package were, were about to run off with the, uh, the, 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 the travel deposits, and that's what they were all about. So we, we can be thankful for that. But, you know, yeah, he, he, is, a little, he is a little pessimistic and not, doesn't have the kindest view of human nature. So he's around the church. And so that's what we're we're going to.
0: That's where we're going to start. All right. And with that, uh, this is uh, the church likes to use an auto service that is honest, but they're not very good. While the church isn't overcharged or cheated on van repairs, it seems the van has to be brought back multiple times before the actual problem is fixed. It's June, and the current issue is the air conditioning. The van has been in and out of the shop for four weeks, while the deacons have been using their own cars to shuttle elderly members to church from their assisted living centers. They're such nice people, is the general sentiment about the repair shop, and they are Christians. They may be nice people and they may be Christians, but they can't tell a carburetor from a tailpipe. We need someone who can fix our van right the first time, not the fourth. Do you side with the gadfly and urge the church to change vendors, even if means ending a relationship with a Christian business, I can tell you this (laughs) before I turn it over to the professor. I'll give him the Jimmy John answer. You can slow down if you make a better sandwich. And that's pretty much what I would tell the repair (laughs) shop. Hey, fellas, step up your game and you'll keep the account. If you can't, we're taking it somewhere else. That's pretty much... my thing, and I'll send yeah. it over I'm, to the professor. I'm
1: hedging a little because um don't know about you guys, but I have multiple years of experience with church vans. <laughs> um, I was driving the van, the disciple now, that a transmission literally fell out of a van while I was driving it. <laughs> so, I'm assuming this is a relatively new van in relatively good condition before. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because some people hear church van and they have my history of church vans, and they go. That's all they're trying to fix. And and I'm also going to assume this is Houston, so no AC in June is like a bad scenario. Actually, no, no. I'm
2: going to be fair because I didn't put it in. Um, okay. The age of the van, maybe, maybe that's the 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 the, uh, the, the vendor comes back and says you know how hard it is to find parts for this 1995 year? <laughs> so so, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so, that's a legitimate
1: question. Okay, then, okay that, that, so. That's why I asked. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of on Bill's side because <laughs> this, this is, as much as you want to support Christian businesses, mm-hmm. especially if you're a church, and mm-hmm. doing that, I tend to, we got to be good stewards of the Lord's money for lack mm-hmm. of a better term here. And, I know and time that, is money yeah yeah time is money it's a little mm-hmm. bit of a church answer and there could be notice mm-hmm. how I said that there could be a liability issue for the church if the deacons are using their personal cars to bring members who mm-hmm. normally ride if it's a one-off hey i'm going to pick miss jones up at over mm-hmm. and that's one thing but if normally they ride the bus and now the deacons are using their personal cars to do it you could conceivably have a liability issue mm-hmm. And our church has been involved in a liability issue, mm-hmm. at a dis at a denial several several, many many dude, many Dude, just years say it. Ago. Just say it. Just say what you're yeah. going
0: to do. Don't, uh, I mean. Yeah. You,
1: don't. So, so, it's one of those. Dude, go get it fixed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Either I'm I'm with Bill. I uh. might give them one more shot at it because they, mm-hmm. especially if we've been using them for years, but that's the best case scenario you're getting out of this.
3: I I would agree with you, Bill, uh, Steve, and Robert. But I would not give them, well, okay. <laughs> Mike's hard, If, <laughs> if they, they've, got, they've taken the van to them, but, oh, yes, they get another shot. If they haven't taken it to them, yes, say it's time to stop. They obviously are not experts in AC. Find out what they can do. And I, I would go to them personally. I would go directly to the, to the owner and say, listen, you're a great Christian guy. We love you and everything. What can you do that we don't have to return the vehicle to get fixed mm-hmm. again? But we've had these several issues. Uh, bearings of the front wheels, we've had the AC, and there's <laughs> a few things that we've had to return to you that were not fixed the first time. We can't do that anymore. We can't have it break down like Robert had break down where the transmission stopped. <laughs> that can be a with liability the loaded, issue. With a van right. load of youth in it, right. by so, the way. <laughs> so anyway, I, 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 would, I, would, I would look to him and say, what can you do, number one? Number two, I'm taking the van over here to get the AC fixed by someone who can do it. Right. Because we can't mm-hmm. take another chance.
0: All right, let's go ahead. and We'll uh, we'll run to the next one. Uh, this next one is, you are on the pastor search committee. You narrowed it down to an excellent candidate, but just as you were planning uh, terms of a call, the congregation Gadfly, also a committee member, said there's no record of a candidate at the prestigious Christian prep school. He claims not only to have attended, but according to his resume, he was class valedictorian as chairman you contact the school and learn that several of years of records including those of the candidate's claim to have been enrolled were lost in a faulty server change the school however is able to send you a copy of the yearbook for the candidate's class year which confirms he graduated with honors but does not state who was valedictorian that year without confirmation of his resume claim the gadfly does not want to issue terms of the call do you agree or not
1: so i've got experience on this one because i just recently served on our pastor youth pastor search committee um first of all shame on the committee for getting that far without double checking that second of all Shame on the freaking school for not doing a backup before they do a server change. Oh my god! I,
2: I love that. Really,
1: really, people, it's not that hard. Um, but no, it, it, they were a Christian IT firm. Yeah, I don't care. Right. Really, they really, No, really but they role, were nice. Number people. one rule of any IT
0: thing: they if pray it that it wrong, works. It will. They pray um, that it works.
1: I'm I'm one of those. You know the the yearbook doesn't say who was valedictorian. It does list him graduating with honors. In other words, it's not, the the way it's written, The it's not specified who valedictorian was. He very well could have been. He at least attended there. He did graduate. It is with honors. If there's no other red flags on this guy's resume, dude, go pound sand. We're bringing him in for a call. Because most churches, you're going to go, we went, Bill, help me out,
3: two and a half years between mm-hmm. pastors? That's right. With right. an interim? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So, absolutely. Okay, yeah.
3: Well, well, first of all, <laughs> this is a prep school. This isn't, this isn't seminary, guys. We missed the whole book. And Steve knew, <laughs> this is a prep school. It's like kindergarten, folks. <laughs> doesn't matter whether he was valedictorian or salutatorian. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? If the guy was on honor student there, have, get at him. Send him a call. Uh, <laughs> and, and Because what you want to look at is... How to do in seminary, right? And, and what's how, he done since yes. seminary, right? Absolutely. What's his work um, history? No I, I, I
2: think, yeah. I, in this case, the gadfly. Yes, you balance at whatever. Yeah. Because one is because actually <laughs> in the scripture it, it says <laughs> we can actually use the reverse. We can say we can say in scripture that, that, that who can be trusted with little can be trusted with much. He had the everything else checks out. You know the the well, yeah, absolutely. And, and, absolutely and you know so there's no reason to be, not believe this. Uh, not that it really matters much in the long run. You've confirmed he went. And yeah. obviously, if he went with honors, it's more than likely he's telling the truth. And why? Why would he lie about something like that? I mean, he didn't. He might not have known the records weren't there either. So, so exactly. It's in this case, you're being a little too, a little Nit-picky. too crazy. Nit-picky. And we have no reason. We have no reason not to trust anything else on this. He's Everything a lawyer. Everything else in the resume is straight. Yeah, the gadfly is a lawyer. So, so, yeah, so, yeah so, you know.
1: <laughs> so, Mike, so, have you okay. run across this lawyer before, perchance? Uh, okay.
0: yeah. All, All right, right. No, uh, It sounds great, and I pretty much agree with everything said. So, uh, The church organ, while usable, is in need of extensive upgrades. The manufacturer, located in New Mexico, has dispatched a young man to perform the work. This young man also is an accomplished organist, and while he has been upgrading the organ, he's been playing during the services. In fact, he has been a regular fixture for the last three months. You ask a member of the choir if he finished the upgrades or if there was a problem. Oh, no, your choir friend says. The upgrades were done in a month. The kid wants to stay in the U.S., so the choir director is paying him with gift cards purchased by the church. With the conditions at the border what they are, the choir director says it would not be Christian to force him to go back. Should you, the gadfly, call the senior pastor and protest this arrangement— even if it might lead to the arrest of the young man. Let me just go ahead and say (laughs) this. It needs to end now, number one. Number two, he needs to go back to his employer. And number two, whoever was paying him in the gift cards, if they represented the institution of the church, they need to be fired immediately because you're jeopardizing that whole institution of the church by the illegality of what you're doing as a represent, representative of that particular institution. So to me, this one is totally cut and dry.
3: You sound yeah. like Cropper. About, about, the only,
1: about the only thing I would add to that, if you want to, and this is going to be my compassion side a little bit showing out, if you want to try to help this guy stay in America and get asylum.
0: Totally different issue.
1: We can do that, but everything else you said I'm on board with. It's like, it, and and to me, this is more about the person doing it, because it, it smacks of very under the table, yeah. and that is, I don't think that's what is meant here by shrewdness at all, in any shape, form, or fashion. Because because you're right, Bill. It this is one of those deals where, this is where the church gets painted as a hypocrite. You know, because well, your people out there protesting for the Trump wall, and here you are paying. I guarantee you, somebody would say that. Even though nobody mm-hmm. in your congregation may be trying to mm-hmm. sh- do that, that's how it would be portrayed if it ever got out. And you would do harm to the cause of Christ.
3: This is one of the few times where Bill is hatchet man more than Cropper. <laughs> 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 Cropper, Cropper would immediately <laughs> go to the choir director and say, do you have any idea what you're doing? Are you that stupid? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh Mikey, the that. F word. Yeah, yeah, and for the <laughs> absolutely. Reason, the absolutely. exact like that. reasons that mm-hmm. Bill Dude. said, you are creating an image of our church and our body that if it gets out in the news we're sunk do you have any idea what you're doing and then from there i would say uh i would suggest presenting if if you really want to keep him you go to the pastor and tell him and you can present it to the church and ask the church body if they want to try to help get the kid here with a green card or a visa or something like that but other than that yes bill you're right on legally. You're, you're you, you have the hammer hard,
0: and I don't. I don't agree with the fact that uh, they were trying to poach him from the company either.
2: Well, well I, I'm. I, I'm okay with, being poaching. That, I'm okay that, with I, that. i i I'm, I'm, I wrote this because I, I wanted to imply that the the, the the boy, the kid, the the man, the the kid they sent wants to stay in the United States. He doesn't really want to go back. And I think I agree with all. That. I, I think I think the choir director was way out of line. I think this was not his decision to make. Yes. Um, this this scenario is somewhat in a law and order way, ripped from experience. This sort of thing happens, and I'll tell you why I, I chose it. Because there are Christians who think this is activism. This is Christian yep. activism. They, this is I'm going to do my and quite the opposite. I'm I'm so offended by the way they treat immigrants, whatever yeah. it is. I'm going to do my part. But by basically having the church, quote unquote, sponsor an undocumented alien, um, an undocumented worker, which is against the law, <laughs> yeah. it's against the. It's exactly that. And no, your Christian motives are not an excuse. Your Christian motives do not excuse what you're doing. It, you may believe the law is wrong. But we all believe a lot of laws are wrong, but we don't take our church organization and stick them in the middle. The the choir director, if he chose to do this, he was very gullible. I I I left it deliberately open, but the, the the kid could have said, oh yeah, pay me in gift card. He may have heard through the grapevine. This is you want to make it in the you want to get set up in the U.S. This is this is how you do it. This is how you get them to pay you. Um. After all, they knew how to scam you with <laughs> it, and and so yeah. so this is this is a way. This is kind of a dangerous way to avoid gull- gullibility, and why you need shrewd people, shrewd people who are going to say no. What, what this is what's happening is wrong.
1: <laughs> There's not only you're keeping someone illegal in the country. You also mm-hmm. just illegally paid him under, under the, the table. table. Yes, without yeah. the proper. Mm-hmm federal state no, whatever no, taxes yes, or reporting. Oh, because board, you're yeah. obviously not going to report it even on 10 mm-hmm. as 1099 yeah, yeah, I mean, so yeah. this no, is no. like yeah mm-hmm. this is this is wrong on so many levels that mm-hmm. and, and I, I do think and I, I you know Bill said it was separate I think if you want to be compassionate like you're talking mm-hmm. about Steve then you mm-hmm. pull him out of that you don't pay him and it's a separate issue. You deal with helping him get asylum in the mm-hmm. country, or or that's getting a separate, back legally, that's or a getting back issue. to
2: his employ. He has yeah. an employer in Mexico. This wasn't a situation where he was running. For, this was yeah. some situation. Was I'm, I want to stay in the U.S. <laughs> because I'd rather be here than there. Um, there, there, there's not.
0: It's not necessarily. that It's going to get thrown in jail. But if it keeps up, yeah. he might be. And with that, we're coming down to the end of this particular podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, we've had a great time doing our No Church Answers. Uh, all those are on the YouTube page, and uh, these case studies on this particular uh, podcast. I want to go around the room and get some uh, final takeaways, and start with the uh, the Judge Michael Cropper.
3: Yeah, the um, the story is very full of all sorts of inferences you can take from it, like we've just taken a few from it, folks. And uh, you can look at the story itself or the parable itself as being, if you want to look at the, the landowner as being God, you can eventually see that we're all going to be accounted for. We're all going to face God and be accounted for our time, uh, the money he has given us, uh, our talents, our abilities, and find out we're going to answer to him whether or not we used him in a way that benefited his kingdom or if we, in fact, dishonestly used what he has given us, if we've given him appreciation for the money he's given us and the if the families we have and everything. So the, the, you can look at it as possibly being the, the landowner gets an accounting from the dishonest manager, and God could possibly do that with us too. But anyway... One, a couple points I want to make. Yes, worldly businessmen are more shrewd than we are. And, and the word I want to use is dishonest, not, not shrewd. I don't mm-hmm. like shrewd. They are shrewd and they are also dishonest in both cases. We have both mm-hmm. cases all the time. Uh, congressional staff interviews many people on businesses that, that get caught fudging their books mm-hmm. and their accounting schemes and their companies. And, uh, and, and then they try to get out of it and they get questioned about it. But anyway, we will give accounting of our present life in the future. And the, the, the author does say something that's, that's rather stinging. He says, uh, he says, you know, Coca-Cola does more advertising out there than we as Christians do for sharing the gospel. And that stings a little bit. But, but also, once again, are we trying to sell Christianity to me as a commercial product? Or are we trying to love people into it and, and bring them in because of love of Christ? Bill?
0: Excellent. Uh, professor, take so, away from you.
1: So at the end of training, a lot of times I'll ask my trainees, water, tea, or mud? Water is perfectly clear. You can see through it. Tea, unless you're totally from the south, is kind of opaque And mud, you know, you can't see through anything. This parable somewhere lands in mud. <laughs> um I really don't know. I mean, we, we've taken some stabs at some things. I love the ga- I love the Gadfly scenarios because mm-hmm. I think it's a good conversation. And, and I think, and, and this is where I'll land, is it's one of those things that I always say. Take your scripture in context as a whole. Try to put it together and form your construct of your belief and your faith around that and spend time every day doing it because it's okay to ask questions and do what we did in this one, which in a lot of ways we answered some questions, but we punted a lot too. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay for that. And I think one of the problems we have as Christians, and maybe this is our lesson from from this parable, we're not going to get to know it all. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that we think we do, there's going to be times we're going to be looking at it going, huh? Or God, what the heck? And I do think it's okay for us to
2: say that at the end of the day. Bill? Excellent. Stich. Uh, well, as you guys have been talking, I've been trying to we think. Often, we often say, well, what, did, what would Jesus do? We've seen in the Gospels from time to time that Jesus himself could be a bit shrewd. And I start with the, with the fact that he, for the early part of his ministry, asked his disciples to stay quiet about the whole messianic thing. He so do not tell people, yep. uh, you know, I'm, I'm the son of God. And which, which you know, we always worry, wonder, and literally, in Sunday school, why did he say that? Why did he say that? And we talk about, well, he did not, he really wanted to reveal this in his own time. But there, there's, a, there's a shrewdness about that. It looks that. shrewd, yeah. It, looks, uh, there is it, there was, is it was It was shrewd because, because yeah. um, uh, he was shrewd in dealing with Satan in the wilderness, he had an answer for him each time. He flummoxed. He played. He played a little yeah, bit of, yeah. of, of 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 chess with with the devil and won uh, on on scripture. And so so we see that. So there, there, as you said, there, shrewdness itself isn't a bad thing. We don't no. want to use dishonestly, but a little shrewdness is is good. A little, I guess, it's a little wisdom. If we take maybe the negative connotation away, um, it's uh, it's. It,
0: it's something to be aware of. Uh, I think there's a there's a difference in creating a scam and greasing the skids of what you know is a scam. Be aware, and when you're out in the world, continue to be out in the world. And I guarantee if you're out dealing with the world, you will get scammed. Mm-hmm. and if you if it happens to you once, you'll certainly recognize it the next time and I think when Christian men are out there dealing you'll have the opportunity to be transparent and to do a quality deal, a deal that is good for both parties and with that thanks so much for tuning in Uh, on behalf of our uh, panel uh, producer Mr. Steve Titch Michael Cropper, Robert Koji my name is Bill Cox and we appreciate you and all the comments that we've been getting for our no church answers show which is on our youtube page and our facebook page at man-up spiritual oasis.com which is our website and <clears throat> we want to make sure that you know our podcast available on apple podcast spotify or wherever you get your podcast please rate the podcast and leave a review and if you're unable to attend a church check out the Sugarline Baptist Church streaming service it's on Facebook, YouTube and sugarlinebaptist.org starts Sunday at 9.45 and when you are ready we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible based church, why local? so you'll go and participate and find a small group ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship or Sunday School class that you can join for small group discussions like this and find one that is men only and if there is one, start one this is men up